triathlon journey brings uh, all of us sooner or later to our final test which is the competition in today's episode we will try to get, dig into the psychology of why we do triathlon and i'd say also any endurance sport and in the end game why we compete welcome to season two episode nine of our podcast with uh, coach joao hello joe Hi. Yeah, Coach Alessio and Coach Melina and myself, and this is Chat with VR Coaches. So why do we compete? The answer to this question is so individual that I'd like to ask you guys why you started doing uh, triathlons and finally decided to compete. Who yeah. wants to ask? Uh, we start from the left. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For me, it is very easy because I compete since I was a child. Uh, I started with swimming uh, when I was seven, seven years old. And then I competed in high level swimming until 2020. So my entire life is about sport and competition. Then after swimming, I stopped for a couple of years and start with triathlon because I, I miss the, the feelings of the competition. So uh, I trained and uh, I didn't race, but I don't feel the emotions, the feelings uh, that only race and competition can, can give. So I start with triathlon in 2012 and <laughs> here I am. So I think for me it's also quite natural. It was not something that I questioned when I was young because I started swimming and then and then you have, when you were a kid you were six, seven, eight years old, you don't ask why you should compete to your coach, you know. Is something that they put on your schedule, let's say next week and you have a little competition and you just go there and do. Uh, and then and then some kids I remember that they don't like the feeling of the competition, the pressure, they don't feel comfortable with that. And then I think those they're more like become less uh, performance oriented uh, for many reasons. Uh, in the sports, not it doesn't replicate actually to life. You know what I mean is not because you don't like to compete, you're not going to be competitive in your work environment. I, I think it's a bit different. Uh, but for me as well, it was super natural and I really enjoy the, the competition part of the, the sport. You know? uh, it's, it's something that um, in myself is really strong. Um, and I transferred the competition aspect to many other um, environments that I go, work, um, uh, any other activity that I do, I end up knowing that I, I will compete with somebody or even with myself. It's very natural for me and, and I cannot go against that feeling. You know, I, I give up to try to don't compete. Um, and I think what, what I feel is more like you test yourself. When you compete, you test. So the feeling that you you are going to the limit and testing yourself against you and the others. I think that uh, clash that you have of when you were racing 
the expectation and the challenge. It's uh, really creates that adrenaline environment that is it's kind of uh, uh, you know become you cannot don't do. I think you always search for that feeling. Um, that's my my what I feel. Medina. What about you, Medina? I think for me, my kind of background story is very similar to Alessio. Um, I was doing sport throughout my um, childhood and my teenage years. Started with basketball, then got into swimming, then triathlon started in Cyprus when I was 16, so I kind of entered there. Um, sports and competition were part of who, who I was and what I did, what I enjoyed um, for lots of reasons. Um, just, in, in, you know, getting better, improving, um, the, you know, the social aspect of it, um, the recognition of it as well. There was lots of reasons back then. Um, then I took a 16-year gap, um, a 16-year break from sport altogether to go to university, get married, have family, all that stuff. So at the age of 36, um, the reason for going back into competition was kind of somewhat different uh, from then. I started just to do fitness um, for after the birth of my third child, uh, but then suddenly that just didn't seem enough. There didn't seem to be a focus to why I was doing the fitness stuff, um, and the competition gave me a little bit more, a little bit more focus. Plus, it was also a, a chance to do something just for me. Suddenly, I wasn't just somebody's mum. <laughs> Um, but it was just a challenge that I could literally just do for me. So there's two different sides to why I did it when I was younger and why I'm doing it now. That's good. Um, can I answer as well? <laughs> you should. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've been into sport uh, all my life, but uh, competing when I was, uh, was a child, when I was uh, swimming, you know, I quit competing when I was like 12, 13. So effectively, it was not uh, competition as we know, going to races and going to, to these events. So until I joined the Air Force, uh, sport was uh, much more, uh, you know, uh, how do you say, teenager sport. You go for a run, you go for a bike, you go for a ride and, uh, you know, adventures, let's say. Uh, then with the Air Force, uh, sport was everywhere, but the competition was much more in work than uh, than in sport. <laughs> then uh, I started uh, a research, an individual research that brought me different ideas. And the first idea was to be fit to live longer. It's like it sounds like a simple concept, but uh, on the other hand, is uh, is an idea of legacy. You know, you want to be there for your daughter, you want to be there for her kids, you want to be there for uh, for your grandchildren. And so the, the idea of legacy for me is pretty complete. Uh, not only because you can, if, you can, if you can see this movie when you're healthy, because in, in this way you can also enjoy life without chasing hospitals and doctors to cure you know, you know, cholesterol, heart rate, or heart uh, conditions or kidney conditions. Uh, the second idea was not, it, it became, uh, uh, from this idea of a legacy, it became much less... Uh, selfish let's say it was for for my daughter as, as well because you know i wanted to extend the principle that showing her that i was living a, a healthier life she would do the same 
plus the commitment when uh, when you go from A to B, when you decide to do a competition and then you achieve that one, uh, you're showing effectively your children that you are doing something and you are achieving something by you know co uh, daily commitment and then uh, so uh, I transpose sport into into life later on before it, it was not like you guys that uh, you know you start a little having a little bit more sport in your life for me it was a little bit at the end where when I moved the, the, the sport in uh, into life okay let's take 30 seconds break and before then that uh, I'll be our uh, announcement on Wednesdays at uh, Sport City Running Track, we have run with your Olympian. Uh, it starts at 5 o'clock. Just uh, get the details from uh, BR Performance Studios at info at uh, bespoke-ride.com. You can get the details on, uh, on these sessions with uh, Coach Martin, where we do drills and then we, we run our uh, sets. 30 seconds break. Okay, welcome back with Chat with Beer Coaches. Uh, uh, we just gave a, gave you a, an insight on uh, where, why, as coaches, uh, we we decided to compete. Um, should the competition be labeled? Many athletes get caught in the collateral damage, let's say, of marketing, where they register for a branded event. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes, thinking that that specific event is the competition. While in reality, in my opinion, the competition, which is part of their journey, could be anything that measures what all the training that they've done, uh, they achieve with that training. Okay? Do we need an actual event to compete? Okay. Um, I think, you know, there's, there's three of us here. Um, there's thousands of triathletes in Dubai. Um, you could potentially get thousands of different answers to that question. Um, it's a very individual question. Um, logically speaking, and just in very simple terms, no, you don't really need uh, an organized event as such. You can just go out and do your own thing. And under COVID, uh, under lockdown, we saw a lot of people, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people do that. Um, running marathons um, on their balconies and their back gardens, going out uh, when we were allowed to go out and doing covering their own iron distance events, all that kind of stuff. The reality, I think, though, of a, of a labeled event or a, or a branded event, whatever brand that may be, you're buying an experience. It, it is, there's no denying that a, an organized event and doing your own thing are two very different experiences. And I think there's, there's merit to both of them. Um, and it very much depends on how, um, as a person, what you're like. Do you literally just train because you want that medal and sort of the 
uh, the recognition from people around you and getting that kind of sense of achievement? Or are you more of a process-oriented person that um, you don't necessarily need all those outside extrinsic um, motivators? Um, so I don't think it's quite as simple as saying you do need it or, or you don't. It's probably an interplay of both. Um, and again, if we think about our own team, how we all came together behind Joao for the UAE Man Challenge, it was his challenge, um, but it kind of helped motivate the entire team. Then we also had the Ironman Dubai that went ahead and we had almost 50 athletes take part of that one. And again, that was a different, a very different experience. So I think there's merits in both. Um, we enjoy both for different, um, for different reasons. Um, and ultimately, it comes down, it comes down to that, um, to the individual person to recognise what it is they need. But I think ultimately, it is important to be able to go out and train and do everything that you do not because there's a medal that someone's going to give you at the end. And again, we saw that under lockdown, those people that were primarily motivated from those kinds of events, they're the ones that found that their motivation waned and dropped and they kind of took a break from training. Whereas those that were a bit more process oriented and were just doing it for the benefit of getting better and improving at certain aspects were able to maintain the motivation and carry on training. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree with Melina. Um, more, I think, someone of us uh, are excited to start and compete with other thousands of athletes, lifelong distance uh, Ironman that we used to, to compete. And then uh, even show who you are and your achievement and have a finisher medal is something you can take with you for entire life, no? Mm -hmm. uh, and then it's very, as Melina said, it's very uh, individual point of view and the marketing as well works very well in some races uh, with a hello um, le legendary or legend around some race and attract many many athletes to to compete or do some race uh, instead of other other challenge or other races. I, w I want to go. I want to go a little bit deeper because uh, you know this is this is what we see. This is what we see, but in reality, it, it's a matter of how much people in their mind they need uh, an internal or an external uh, input to get to compete. You know, so for example, if you don't need the, the event, it means that internally you can find the motivation to go and uh, yeah. you know, to, to, to chase that target or to chase that, uh, that kind of uh, achievement. If you, know, you need to see something, you need to go to an event, now it's, a, it's an external input that you're looking. On the other hand, it's the way that you're going out. Because, for example, I feel like when you find the motivation internally to do like the UAE man, the way that you go to external is much more powerful. 
it, in a way you, you demonstrate that uh, in theorizing certain uh, uh, this, this, this kind of journey now you can give a little bit more in in terms of you know what I didn't for I didn't go to a, to an event I did my own event and this is the, the achievement you know what I mean it's like it's like uh, the, the proportion of uh, if if a guy goes for an event he gets an external input that's what he needs but then when he goes out because it's an event the uh, the energy that he puts outside it's a little bit less compared to one that is going internally and then he puts outside okay that's just my opinion I'm a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit esoteric let's say for me uh, there are phases you know I think everybody has many different phases in life uh, and we go into high and lows and I think uh, the internal motivation to race uh, a very traditional race or the ex uh, uh, or the internal motivation because both are, are actually your inner motivation right so you either want to do a, a race that you're going to become the winner of that race because you want to to be named and you want to challenge yourself to be that winner for example if you want to race uh, um, a world championship of a some certain brand because you want to test yourself and see where you are against the others you know that's a, it's also your internal motivation because you want to compare i think when you race with against everyone else you can compare easier where you are uh, for example when you do something that nobody done before or you just go out and do a any challenge it's more like you against yourself and you 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 have to go a little bit deeper on the why you are racing because you, you you can lose the meaning of the challenge if you don't know the why. You know, let's say the UAE man was three days event that I could stop anytime and nobody would judge or, or they would judge, but it's not like um, I was not doing to be uh, uh, to compare myself with anybody else. It was literally like can I do this or not? You know, let me try. So when you when you race alone or when you create a personal challenge, uh, I think there is, as you said, Thomas, there is a little bit of a, 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 a more mental work to be done to find the motivation to keep going, rather than you have three thousand people around you that they keep they they also help you to get into the thing. It's also like a session that you train alone or you do with a team, right? It's the same thing. You know that if you do a track session alone, mentally it's going to be harder than having 20, 30 people around you. So the social aspect is very important in this case. Uh, and you have loads of people that we don't know them doing crazy challenges and they never post, they never talk about. They are literally doing for themselves. You know, they don't have Instagram, they don't have Facebook, we're never going to know about them, you're never going to hear them, and they are doing crazy things outside, literally, because they want to test themselves. You know, and then the other side, you have people doing maybe smaller things, but very loud. <laughs> you know, so it's about of, uh, what they are looking for at the end. What do you think it's... Uh 
because you talked about these challenges that sometimes we see on Instagram or the account, but they haven't been advertised. Uh, are they sometimes they are more powerful than the events itself, the, the, the events themselves, you know, like an organized event compared to this, what the, the, this guy did. They're very powerful. They are very inspiring. You know, we have seen this one, uh, especially with the UA men, but also with, with the challenges we, we do with our athletes. Why do you think it's, uh, it's more powerful when you do a challenge by yourself? Um, just, sorry, just to bring it back to Tomaso's last, um, last question, which um, was why, why are um, challenges that we don't tend to know about um, or that are not linked to events a little bit more powerful. I think it's because it's, I think because they are lacking that external recognition, they're lacking all the glitz and the glamour and the, all, you know, all the stuff that we, we like about an event. Um, because all that's taken away and it's stripped away, it is literally just left to the individual. Um, and I think that's what's, that's what makes it powerful. Um, you know, like for example, going, going back to Joao and the UAE man challenge, um, he was in a lot of pain for the last, what, 5K of the swim. Um, and you know, he, nobody would have judged or said anything if he, if he paused or stopped altogether. There was nothing other than himself driving him to complete that to complete that swim and that challenge ultimately and I think when you strip it down to nothing but you and and the clock or the the challenge itself it just makes it that that much more interesting and it, it, it adds it, it adds to the challenge like if you think about it and I'm, I'm sure we can all relate um, you know you're you're in a race in a branded race with all the you know, all the bits and glamour and everything that goes along with it. And you're running and you're really, really struggling <laughs> and you just want to walk. But then suddenly you turn the corner and there's your team and there's your family cheering you on. You run a lot better there. It's like you're suddenly smiling, you're, you know, you're changing your form, you're changing your speed because that's helping you. Um, but in a, in a race, sorry, in an event, um, that doesn't have any of that, you've got to fight through that um, to, to carry on. So I think that when you strip it down, it comes down to just to you and what you want and why, and why you're doing it. Uh, and I'm sure there's like the, the power of the human brain is, is amazing in those situations because I, I bet you there's this internal argument that's going on in your head the whole time and i'm sure joao can probably testify to that but it's just saying i'll just stop why are you doing this and then the other side says no no no, no. we're doing this but you know there's these and these reasons and i'm gonna carry on no no stop and you've got this whole internal fight going on yet you're managing to push to push through so i think if you can do it without the glitz and the glamour of a staged event then that's great but that's not to say that the events themselves are not important like you know Damaso you and I have both done challenge off um there's nothing like the feeling of climbing Salalaberg where you've got all those people around you going mad and cheering you on you there's a value to that as well Joao you've done Kona um 
So we can't take the external stuff out, but I think you need that connection to the internal stuff to be able to push through. Okay, so we talk about initially the feeling okay, that we have uh, looking for competition, then we talk about a little bit uh, internal and external inputs that make us uh, decide or, I mean, uh, not judging uh, if you want to just do events or if you want to just do your own events, really. It's a matter of uh, internal uh, motivation that brings you out and do uh, and get to compete. Um, we're going to take 30 seconds break. I want to advertise our Monday uh, coached swim at uh, Blue Wave. We coach Melina every Monday at 7.30 p.m. And you can get the details from uh, BR uh, Performance Studios front desk. Melina, do you want to add anything about these sessions? Um, the sessions are mixability sessions. So as long as you can swim non-stop for at the very least a length, relatively comfortable, um, you, can, you can join in. Uh, we have athletes swimming, you know, one ten pace and we have athletes swimming three minute pace. Um, the sessions are geared uh, towards everybody um, and they are mainly triathlon Focused sessions, not swim specific ones as such. Okay, 30 seconds break. In order to take you to the next level, we have to know two basic metrics, which is where you are now, your base level, and where you are going, your final goal. For this reason, we create a system called BR stages. The BR stages consist in four levels number one, fundamentals, number two, skills number three, performance, and finally, specialization. Back, we chat with BR coaches. Uh, does an individual challenge go beyond the competition? So for those who follow BR, they know that we are really keen in creating challenges for our athletes so that they can explore their limits to achieve and to aim to higher and harder goals. Now, are these challenges a substitute of the real competitions? Are they more than that? The, the question here, guys, is uh, if an uh, individual challenge is more valuable for your life than joint competitions. So, for example, if you decide that you're going to do a 20K run in a certain time and you give yourself 16 weeks to prepare, um, and you do this literally by yourself. Um, or if you decide that you're gonna join a certain half marathon, um, so which one would be more valuable? And uh, in terms of learning about yourself, if you would be more you running literally against the clock alone in your area, or if you join that certain half marathon, which one would be more valuable for, let's say, uh, which one would benefit more from you as a person, not only as an athlete, but learn from yourself. Uh, here, I think it's um, very, very, very complicated to define the line between those, those two things, you know. I think there is a point that you really, really need to get motivated joining races. And probably when you start your journey, you're really going to need more races to get motivated to do things. Um, because 
it's really hard to wake up early or to train hard if you don't have a very clear race to go, you know, and there is a little bit of commitment with the payment, you know, you, you pay that money, you're like, okay, now I need to prepare. So I sign up, I spend money, uh, I need to get prepared. I think that commitment with the money, the payment, uh, it's very important at some point in your journey. And then I think when you grow on the sport and you, you start to really understand what you are doing and why you're doing, and the impact that your, your preparation causes in the others. You know, people don't realize how much they can motivate others doing. So they think they are doing for themselves. But there are always 100 people watching you, you know, somebody that you don't know it's looking to your training. Now with Instagram, you know, people are really following each other and trying to motivate themselves. So I think when you start to understand more what this sport play in your life, you know, what's the, what's really triggering you to do more, then you most probably at some point need less races to get motivated. Um, and then at some point you, you, you go back there to test yourself against the others, you know, to do the ex extra competition, because of course, when you have people against you at the same race, it becomes harder, you know, it becomes a little bit more challenge mentally because you start to compare. But I think, I think uh, my opinion is uh, on that is there is huge value in both situations. Um, I would like to see people at some point doing things for them, themselves, literally without need to have a race. I think it's very important to get to that level uh because you learn a lot from the journey you know you go through many phases and there's a lot of whys you know why i'm doing this why i'm doing that so you have to go deeper i i think it's very very health, uh, uh, helpful for for clients and athletes to literally say i will do this in eight weeks and we see pros doing that a lot you know i will do 5k faster i will do uh, full Ironman indoor, so they do that um, because you learn from the journey, you know, without having the pressure of the competition. You have less stress to perform, but you can learn a lot. So I think there is value in both. And I would like to see people not signing up for races and still training hard. I would like to see that. I think it's very important. I think you see them. You see them a lot <laughs> at VR. We see we see them a lot. Yeah, but not as many as I believe we should. Okay, okay, sounds good. I think it, it comes down to sport maturity a lot, where you know being able to set up a timeline, being able to set up a, a goal that is me measurable, and then to become accountable for that without having an external uh, event that that, that that comes down to maturity. As you said, you want to see it in the future or you want to see in the in the journey of, uh, of sport, but it doesn't happen uh, most of the time, the first time, uh, you know, you set up a challenge. It, it, most of the time it happens a little bit with maturity where, you know, you're much more body aware. You're thinking, okay, yeah, I can do this, and now you set up on that one. What was your, uh, what, uh, you want to say something, Melina? 
Now, just to touch up on what you just said about the maturity thing, I think that's that's really key, actually. Um, and it's something, um, obviously, we work obviously primarily with adult, well, not primarily, we only work with adult athletes. Um, we have those that um, would have been athletes in their younger years, that they would have done a sport. And then we have those that are basically completely new to the concept of training for an event. Um, and I think those are two very different two very different people. Someone that used to do sport when they were younger, even if it was years ago, will be familiar with the process and it'll be a lot easier for them to get into that groove and not necessarily need the competition. Whereas um, if talking specifically for Dubai, for example, um, when Ironman, and I'm talking about the brand, but when, when the Ironman event came, comes to town, we see so many people that have, never even considered it suddenly wanting to do it so for those people that's quite important and to be honest there's nothing wrong with that because if that's the if that's what's going to get them into it they're trying to find a reason to get out the door and i don't know change their lifestyle and stuff that's okay if to begin with that's what you need then then we go with that and we kind of work around that but like you say gradually the more they get into it um the more they start to really engage with the process rather than just this race um it, it does start to change so i think the maturity thing and i don't mean it from a personal point age. of view like from a sport maturity yeah not an age thing from a sport maturity thing um it's it's quite key um i think so um, and as coaches we try to recognize that and work with that accordingly. I, um, can I, you have something, Thomas, or can I? No, no. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. I think uh, um, what, I, what, I, uh, what I want to, I think people need, it's important that people understand the, the, the aspect that how much powerful is a training session. You know, so the training session is actually a mini challenge of the big challenge. So you create mini challenges every session. And that, that, that specific session is actually a very internal process because you can stop the session, you can don't do the session, you can do slower, you can do faster, you can mess up the session, you can short, you can make longer. So the, the each session of the training process is actually a mini challenge that is preparing you for the big challenge. So you are actually training that internal motivation every day to do the external motivation later on. So let's say you sign up for a certain race, a 7.3 event, and then every session until that event is actually just you against yourself because you're not racing, right? You're not racing. So you're actually trying to do faster runs, faster swimmers, faster bike sessions, getting stronger in the gym. This training process for me, it's, it's the journey itself. And then the race is just one day that it's happened and we hope that it's a good day. It sometimes is not a good day. If you put everything on that day and you don't pay attention to the journey, you're gonna get uh, probably uh, low, um, motivated for the next one because if you have a bad day on the race day 
then what? Everything that you trained before, you didn't learn anything from the process because you were just focusing on that day, right? So for me, I think the biggest uh, learn through the years is that it doesn't matter too much if he, uh, a certain brand put a race for me or if the race is going to happen or not, or if I will be the third or the fifth or the first uh, on the certain race. Because for me, the journey is what I really enjoy more than the race itself. You know, it sounds crazy, but I really enjoy more the, the mini challenges in the sessions, the, the see that the body is changing, adapting, the recovery, all of that thing. For me, it's, for me, I feel happy when I see that, you know, and, and I'm in a good uh, curve now, so it impacts very well my entire life. I feel really good uh, seeing that. On the race, I hope to have a good day, but sometimes it's not in your hands, you know, things can happen. If I put my entire energy on that day and I have two flat tires, I'm done. I didn't learn anything from the process, you know, what can I do? So people, that's why I'm saying people need to understand that the training session is the process itself. That's where you train your motivation, your challenge. That's where you train how, how much you can push, uh, where you fill the gaps, you know. It's not on the race day. Guys, the race day is the end of the process. It's done. You cannot change anything. Learn how to enjoy the process and you're going to see sports in another way. You know, that's, that's the game. It, um, we're talking about do we need the races win or not? No, actually you are racing every day against yourself. You know, this is, for me, this is a key. I hope uh, people try to change the mindset, you know, and then you don't need to pay 3000 yen for a certain brand to go there and race. You can, you, you can do it. You can do it. There's no, no problem with that. We are not that judging, but you know, being accountable for what you do, uh, daily in your in the process that's the key and it, it doesn't come in, uh, one day from the other eh? it's it, it's a long process uh, I know you guys I know Melina did uh, many challenges many competition uh, you know, individual like the marathon around the backyard uh, Joao did this uh, UAE man plus other things uh alessio what was your uh, crazy challenge that was not uh, an event but was just a challenge for yourself was there anything that you did never done oh okay welcome <laughs> welcome <Exactly>. guys suggestions <laughs> yeah can we have suggestions on what oh, alessio has to do come up with a nice challenge <laughs> He can do things like seven days, ten days race. He's very strong. So yeah. don't worry. He can swim. He can bike. He can run. No, no. Just play. We're gonna choose. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Quick announcement about the BR uh, BR fuel station service that we have uh, launched. Basically, uh, we are partnering with uh, sponsor and uh, with uh, Stealth. And basically, you guys can order your uh, fuel package uh, that is going to be delivered to you during uh, Classic Tuesday. We get 30 seconds break, and then we come back for the conclusions. Usually, when uh, a person is stressed and they're trying to uh, work on healthier habits, and that's what happens to most of us, is we try to work on healthier habits, but we have certain internal stressors that prevent us from developing those good habits. 
So we start, we get stressed, and then we stop. So my job is to intervene right at the point where they start and where they stop so they can continue. So I'm giving them the power and the tools to continue to build these healthy habits long-term. Okay, we're back with Chat BBA coaches. Um, just to, to wrap up, uh, yeah, the episode was long enough. Uh, I know I know the guys cannot hear me, but uh, I've been drinking a lot of tea lately and chamomile, so that's why the pace of this episode was a little bit more, uh, you know, spiritual and mind, <laughs> instead of uh, talking about, uh, you know, parameters and uh, and training. But the important thing that everybody is looking for for competition, uh, I think we agree that is uh, is feelings. Okay, testing yourself and the feeling that that you receive from uh, testing yourself. At some point, it, it comes down to uh, having an internal motivation to decide to compete, which could be a competition for yourself or could be a competition uh, uh, with others. Uh, we are not judging this one here. We're just, uh, you know, you know, thinking out loud, basically, about uh, what people normally do and how, as coaches, we can help and in the end, because that's that's what we do in uh, MBR. How do we help, uh, uh, let's say, um, uh, the athletes to find uh, com- measurable goals? How do we help them in, in daily in the in our daily coaching routine? So I think uh, I think for me. Uh, Personally, as a coach, you, you, you have different athletes with very, very, very different mindsets. You know, I, I never found two athletes with the same mindset that the same thing motivates in the same level, you know. You have people that they really need the race to feel motivated and has to be a very uh, um, traditional race because they want to finish that certain race that everybody finished before and then everybody talk about the race and that's what triggers their motivation and they go for it. Some others they like more um, something quiet, you know, low profile, maybe more challenging course, maybe more uh, harder environment because that's what triggers their motivation, you know. So, and then some others they really prefer to do something more into a local small community, you know, my friends have this race and I want to do with this four, three friends. And I found two, three that they do for themselves, like something really extreme and hard, but that's harder to find. If we, as a coach, can understand uh, what is the purpose of that client, that athlete, why he's doing, what he's trying to achieve, and then guide that process with the right feedback and questions, you might find a way to help them to do things that they never expected to do before. So we have athletes swimming two kilometers and then build up to 10 kilometers in swim. You know? so, this kind of things, if you know, if you can understand and why the training process goes, you know, uh, I think you can see where are the aspects, which one are the, the aspects that are going to trigger their motivation to keep going longer. 
know, there is, I don't see a formula. I see more like an exchange of an, uh, uh, feedbacks. I think, I don't know you guys. Yeah. No, I, I agree. At the end of the day, as coaches, we need to, if we ask them enough times what their why is, um, we'll be able to kind of cut through all the initial, very superficial levels of why I'm doing this and all that and get down to what really um, stimulates them and gets them out the door every day, every day to do that. And and the, the thing to recognize as well with, with motivation, for example, it is ultimately it comes down to being a choice. Um, you're not, um, it, is, it, it is fairly intrinsic, but you, you make the choice to not stay in bed at four o'clock in the morning and go out the door. You, you make a choice to go out and do stuff because you have an overarching, an overarching goal. But what we have to recognize as well that whilst your main why might, might stay the same, your motivation will wane. It will go up and down. You'll have good days, you'll have bad days. So it's hard to say, like Joao said, it's hard to say, this is what I do with this type of athlete. This is what I do with this type of athlete. Um, so the, it kind of comes down a little bit to the coach athlete relationship, um, and the coach to an extent being able to read the athlete with the athlete's help and feedback, um, they, they need to give us that information so we can adjust accordingly and kind of, and kind of help them. Um, there might be times when they might need a little bit more of a external boost. Um, there might be times when they don't, and we try and capitalize on the times where their motivation is really, um, really, really high. So it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a dance between the two, um, and trying to figure it out almost on a day day to day basis. And the closer, the closer we come to the date, whether it is a personal challenge or whether it is a race, motivation tends to hone in. Um, so if we can capitalize on that, um, it, it makes the process that, that little bit easier. But it is hard to say. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. And it's not even a, a, a one-size-fits-one-person-all-the-time approach either. Yeah. Um, you've got to be able to adapt accordingly. Alessio, what do, we, what do you think? What can I say more than this? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, this, this is also, you know, to conclude, this is in our manifest of uh, BR coaches, you know, uh, tailoring and, you know, working around the athletes that make this experience so individual that, as you guys said, uh, it's going to be daily based on daily base to analyze what this, this person wants these people want to do and what their their targets are and help them to reach their their, their goals so uh, it's an individual journey that you know we can tailor we can help tailor but in the end it's a it's a maturity as well that uh, they they earn with the years of training or uh, with the years of life as well okay um what do you guys think we don't have any other questions, so I think we can uh, conclude this uh, episode. I think at some point we can make also radio BR coaches, uh, so that we can give the the Zoom link to everybody that wants to join. You know, they will join automatically in mute. They will listen to what we are saying, and that that could be just a Q and A, just uh, for the people that want to ask. So. Yeah. 
maybe not the, the next episode, but it's something that we can do, right? Yeah, sure. yeah, we, could, uh, yeah. we could open the link for you guys, so you can, uh, we're going to try to do two weeks, so we're going to send you the link, and you can join us live, and uh, probably ask questions if you want. Uh, for sure. Okay, guys, so this was uh, the art of uh, competing. See you for next episode. Ciao. Take care. Ciao. Ciao.